years old, we did it. And uh, I'm excited what God's going to do. Uh, I believe that truly uh, the best is still yet to come. That God is just getting started. And uh, there's two things I'm going to share today. Today, uh, it's just in study, preparation. Okay, Lord, what do you want us to share? Uh, how many staffs should we share? What should we, our new values as a church? Our vision's the same. We want people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make an eternal difference. Uh, but there's two things I want to talk about today. And the first one is just God's faithfulness. It's just his faithfulness, faithfulness over six years, but it's faithfulness in this church and through this church. And if you look around this room and you look even online, uh, six years of, God, of God's people being faithful at the same token as well. So can we give it up for our entire A-team? A-team, we love you, we thank you. Man, we were here this morning at 7 a.m. We got my crew here as well and, and just every aspect of worship and all that, but I really, want to uh, give Jesus a standing ovation for this next slide I'm going to put up. And uh, how many know Avenue Church, we want to have as much integrity as we can when it comes to numbers and things like that. Uh, we don't count hands, but we count cards. And then something happened in 2020 we're not going to talk about. And uh, But God is still faithful. And so since 2017, and I want you to stand your feet in just a moment, but 468 people have given their lives to Jesus. Come on, give God a shout this morning. Come on, team, as well. Thank you, Jesus. 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 468 people. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. And church, I want you to know that every number is a name. And every name has a story. And we've been hearing countless stories time and time again. You have to find a seat real quick. And, and we've been hearing countless stories, 468 stories over the course of six years. Stories that we hear every single week. Every single week, someone is not only raising their hands uh, to give their life to Jesus, but they're also filling out that connect card, things like that. But every single week, man, we are together taking a step in our faith journey. How I many know it, it, it doesn't end when we get our life to Jesus? It's where it begins. And so um, I'm going to preach today. And uh, title my message today if you're taking notes, because how many know leaders take notes? And, and so uh, title my sermon today is Roller Coasters and Ripples. Roller Coasters and Ripples. And in Colossians chapter 3, I'm going to sit here for just a moment. In Colossians chapter 3, but this is what it said in Colossians chapter 3. So I encourage you to get your Bibles out and uh, check us out. If you then have been raised with Christ, and seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not things on this earth, say above. That's a good church right there, huh? For you have died and your life is hidden in Christ with God. When Christ who is in your life appears, then you also appear with him in glory. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Father, I thank you that you're building this church. Father, I thank you that this is your church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so, Father, I thank you for the faithfulness of you. I thank you for the faithfulness of your people. That, Father, I thank you that every single season, every single year, through the ups and through the downs, you are still Lord and you are still on the throne. So, Father, I pray whatever you do in this church, 
Father, I pray do it in the lives of individuals. As you bless this church, bless our families. As you bless this church, bless our children. As you bless this church, bless our city. Now, Father, we thank you. We're, we are a, we're a city on a hill that cannot be hidden because you deserve all the praise. It's not Jeremy. It's not Lindsay. It's not A-Team. It's all about you, Lord. So we give you all praise, all honor. In Jesus' name, everybody shout it. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Come on. All right. Woo. Here we go. And uh, man, how many of you are worship team? And uh, they, I'll tell you what. And even Leah, Leah, uh, Leah, raise your hand real quick. Say hi. hi, hi. And uh, she was in India all week as well. And so she's, she's at, it's 10.30 p.m. right now. And so I know. She was in India all week uh, through uh, ministry, powerful, powerful ministry. And, uh, and so, all right, let's get into the word. Um, how many like roller coasters? Anyone like roller coasters? Roller coasters? How many hate roller coasters? You don't like roller coasters? And uh, 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 what is it? I don't even know the year. 2015, uh, we took Levi to uh, Legoland. And uh, Legoland is like a nice little place for kids. And uh, we took him through all the little kid rides. And then Pastor Lindsay and I thought, he's ready for a roller coaster. And so how many know Legoland roller coaster? It's just a little dragon. It's a little green dragon roller coaster. And you end up from Ninjago or whatever. And you hop on that thing. And I was able, I, I know I'm rebellious, okay. I was able to record my son's first reaction to a roller coaster. So I want you to check this out real quick. Uh-oh, let's back up. Let's go back. Here we go. Is that why? Look at him. Look at that. First roller coaster. Are you here, Mom? Scary, scary, scary. Happy, happy. He's happy. Okay, we're good. We're good. Good dad, good dad. First roller coaster experience, right? That was his first coaster experience. Sometimes it's fun, right? And you notice it was fun when he when he was like, okay, I know what's going on. And then when he didn't know what was going on, it got scary again. Now most of us have outgrown that roller coaster experience, uh, except for Elisha. Elisha. She's on her prayer team. She's related by marriage, and uh, she is familia. And uh, we went on a roller coaster ride a couple of years later uh, to Disneyland, California, uh, whatever that was. And so I watched, and I, I, again, I'm rebellious. I got my phone out, and, uh, and, and it's a big deal because it's not an Android, you know. Okay, and so I got my phone out, and I filmed, and so here's us. Full-grown adults having a blast on a roller coaster. I'm going to hit the button, all right? I had no idea what her face was like. Woo! So fun. Pastor Lindsay, there she is. And so I did a screenshot as well of, uh, of Alicia. And, and uh, go ahead, hit that slide of Alicia. And here she is. She is interceded. That's why she's on her prayer team, all right? She is interceding for you. She's in there. And, and 
and she went on, to, on her own, all right? We might have asked her to, you know, and, and, but she went on there. And look at the rest of us. We're having my mother-in-law, Pastor Lizzie. We're having a good time on the ride of life. And how many know roller coasters can be a lot like life, right? I mean, we're, we start off and it's going good and then it gets wild. And then it gets uh, good news and then bad news and something crazy happens and something else happens. And I find myself even this, a, a couple years ago going, Lord, I just want some good news today. Like a good email, you know, <laughs> like, like a good thing on social media or something good on the news. And, and I realize life is so much like a roller coaster, but we keep getting back on. We keep getting back on. And I want to put a picture of a roller coaster up here. And this is a lot like life. How many of you I'm talking about? I mean, it's like um, things are going well. Things are going, things are going well. Then it's difficult. Things are going well. Then something happens. For some of us, you feel like you're still in that downturn, right? You're just like, and you haven't gone back up. And that's the title of my message today. It's Roller Coasters and Ripples. Because Colossians chapter 3 says this. It continues on to say, and, and you know, look above and where Jesus is. And then in verse 5 it says, put to death, therefore, whatever is earthly in you. And then it gives us a list. And I think this list, right, in this first portion, it's like sexual immorality. Okay, okay I'll, 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 I'll do away with that. Or impurity, or passion, or evil desires, or coveting something, wanting something, idolatry. And I really believe these are some of the results of roller coaster living. Now we read this first part and we go, Pastor, I've been going to church for a while. I'm not doing any of those things. But then it continues on to say, but now you must put them away. Anger, thanks a lot. Wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Don't lie to one another. Seeing that you put off your old self with his practices. Now a lot of times we can look at this and we can become Pharisees and we can become religious. We go, man, I got to do these things and change my behavior. But I've honored six-year birthday from here on out, I never want to talk about behavior modification. I want to talk about heart transformation. Right? Because when Jesus changes our heart, our, our behavior follows our heart. You can only fake it for so long. And that is why life is a roller coaster, but our spiritual walk shouldn't be. Our spiritual walk shouldn't be. I kind of see two lanes. I see roller coaster living and I see my walk with Jesus. They, they really shouldn't be the same. Because my circumstances should never dictate my spiritual walk with the Lord. What the world is doing, what happens to me doesn't dictate what the Lord is doing inside of me. Ripples are roller coasters. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14 says, So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves. And I hate to say this on our six-year birthday, but you can really see people living in a roller coaster Christianity. Oh, everything's like, oh, uh, oh, uh. You're like, you have anything good to say? Because we're tossed to and fro, and I want you to look at this. And we're carried about by every wind of doctrine, deconstruction, different kinds of new ideas that are out there that are really old ideas. We're carried about by human uh, deceitfulness, human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. The, the people we follow that aren't necessarily theologians on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook. There's a lot of good ones out there, but it has to be Bible-based. 
But rather we're speaking the truth in love. We grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. Mark chapter 4 is a story where the disciples get on a boat. I mean, how many of you have chosen, right? Chosen just ended the season with Jesus walking on the water, right? And I'm just crying, you know, like, like it's, yeah, it's wild. Just, it, it's so good. We love it. But this is a different storm where the disciples run a storm and Jesus is with them, but he's in the boat. He's, in the, he's, he's down below. He's sleeping. And, and there's a storm, a windstorm arose. The waves were breaking into the boat. The boat was already filling up. And they went down and they said, teacher. They woke him up. He was asleep on a cushion. That's the kind of life I want. Right? I have comfort in my, in my relationship with Jesus. And he says, teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Do you not care that my life is like this right now? Do you not give up? And he says, and we woke and rebuked the winds. Jesus woke up. He rebuked the winds said, peace be still. And the winds stopped. The storm stopped. And there was a great calm. And he said to him, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? You've been on this spiritual journey with me. And you still won't let go of control. And you still won't let go of the ups and the downs. And you still won't place me on the throne of your life. And I love this. And this is kind of a sidebar, but do we run to Jesus in our storms or do we blame him for the storm? In our prayer time, do we go, Lord, you, it is up and down, it is wild, I'm frustrated, and, 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 and hear me out, I want to set you free. You can talk to Jesus that way because he already sees your heart. I want you to talk to Jesus. Don't be like, Lord, I love, you know, there's a holy reference and there's a holy fear, but please talk to him the, what's already in your heart. Man, we're only sick as our secrets, so let's tell Jesus everything. So maybe he can heal us and help us. And so in James chapter 1, if, we have, if we're doubting God and we don't have faith in God, then, then we, if we lack wisdom, let's ask God. He gives us wisdom generously to all without reproach. It will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without doubting. For the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea that is driven and were tossed by the wind. For that person uh, must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his or her ways. I find it interesting, if, in my, even in my complaining or my grumbling or saying, Lord, where is it? Or, Lord, I haven't seen it, whatever it is in your context. You know what that really is? And I, This is kind of a birthday poke today, right? Like, do we fully trust Jesus? Do we doubt Jesus when we grumble, when we complain? See, many of us, we, we go out there. We go external. External. We go external. I promise you, Holy Spirit, this is a good word. Yeah. We go external. Because we want a word when really we just need the word. We just need God's word. And even on right, Monday nights, our small group is getting together again. We met last Monday. Small groups all across this city. There's small groups in Henderson and North Las Vegas and East Side. And there's groups everywhere. There's rooted groups so you can grow rooted, in your, uh, grow, grow, grow rooted and deeper in your relationship with Jesus. And what we're finding out is people are hearing from God in their personal time with God. But sometimes we get tossed to and fro. We get tossed to and fro. And, and to and fro in James chapter 1, 
Uh, to and fro, go one, go one more, go one. Two, yep, there you go. Toss two. I even touch it this time. Yeah, got tossed to and fro. Is a violent swinging that makes one dizzy by every gust of wind of teaching. We're getting dizzy as a culture, as a society. We're being tossed to and fro, the ups and the downs. And hear me all, friends. It is not me going, it's us against culture. You know, it's not, that's not what I'm saying. But we get tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Because to teach means to train. And culture has been slowly training us. To teach means to train. You know, I have a dog and... I just heard another fallen man of God. Had, she's got a dog. You know, I'm praying for you, brother. And uh, I have a dog. And I was a dad that didn't want a dog. And then I started to try to train the dog just so it would be a little bit easier on me, you know. And training Chloe. Our, 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 yeah, I love her a lot now. And uh, training her. And I'm watching YouTube videos and trying to figure out how to train dogs. And even though dogs have excellent hearing, they need to see you in order to obey you. And so I would have to go, hey, you know, treat, whatever. Once she sees me, then she obeys me. And culture simply just wants her attention. And that is why Colossians chapter 3 is so important. If you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Jesus just wants our attention. Literally every single thing that we do, Lord, I'm going to take this new job. <laughs> right? And some of us, we go, Lord, I took the job and it sucks. I don't know what happened. Did you, did you seek me first? Did you seek me first? But he says this, but then set your mind on things that are above, not things on earth. So we've been seeking Jesus for about a month and a half. All right, if you've been this in church, it's been Jesus first, Jesus first, Jesus first, Jesus first, Jesus first. But then it says, set your mind on things that are above. Go ahead, am I scared? Let's make this a touch screen because we may be portable and we may be six years old, but this is now a touch screen. You ready? I'll touch it and we'll advance the slides. Ready? So to, to, to set your minds means to seek or strive for constantly. Constantly. Consistently. Constantly. Consistently. There's a translation I don't necessarily, I don't use this very often. But it's called the Passion Translation. And it says this with Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Touch screen. Do you like that right there? And it says, so above all. Constantly seek God's kingdom. Consistently seek God's kingdom. When it doesn't work for a little bit, doesn't mean you stop. Consistently. Constantly. You know what constant mean? Constant means, it gets a little weird. So there you go. Constant means something invari in, invariable or unchanging. Constantly. Constantly. We are able to consistently seek the kingdom of heaven because the kingdom of heaven will always consistently be there. It is unchanging. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints, members of the household of God. We're built on the foundation of apostles, prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. How many know the cornerstone is the foundation? The cornerstone is the most important stone in the building of blocks. In the home, the whole structure being joined together grows into the holy temple of the Lord. We can be consistent because our God is consistent. 
He's a cornerstone. How many know if you have a faulty foundation, your foundation is going to shift? We have a brand new stinking house. I don't know how old it is now. How much? You eight and eight years old? It's not brand new. I mean, it's to us, you know. We have a we have a home in Mountains Edge, and it ain't like twenty years old. And and now we even see the foundation shifting. And when the foundation shifting, we're getting those cracks. I mean, I'm talking about in the walls. We have to sand it, paint over it, because when a, a faulty foundation will begin to shift. Our God is a cornerstone, and He is foundational. That's why Hebrews chapter 12, it says, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let us offer to God acceptable worship, reverence and awe, for God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. We can be consistent because our God is consistent. So instead of roller coasters, right, instead of like, ah, it's oh, ah, the highs and lows of life, I believe we need to have a spiritual walk that resembles ripples. Ripples. Ripples are constant. Ripples are consistent. Ripples are never big and they're never small. They're just constant. And so Colossians chapter 3, we'll be convicted by the scripture. Because it says, above all, seek Jesus, put off all these things and put on as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. You know what your life is like when you have a compassionate heart? It is certainly not this. It's having compassion and, and empathy. It's kindness. It's having humility. It is never, why didn't they? And I should have. It is just, it's, it's whatever Jesus wants. He's on the throne. It's meekness. It is patience. It is bearing with one another. If one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. You know what life is, you know what unforgiveness can feel like? And this is a weird clip on Instagram. People are going to be like, what's he doing? Pharaoh, Pharaoh, I don't know. But forgiving each other, Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. You know what all this to me means? It's simply just ripples. It's just ripples. It's just ripples. Because friends, if we are consistent, because Jesus is our constant. We are consistent because Jesus is our constant. He is constantly available. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He will consistently always be there with us. Because he is constant, we can be consistent. I know I'm breaking up on the mic a little bit. Devil, I tell you in the name of Jesus. Because we are consistent because Jesus is constant. And the end of all things is at hand. I love this. In uh, uh, 1 Peter chapter 4. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, I love this. The end has come. Ah, therefore, be self-controlled. Be sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving each other earnestly since love covers a multitude of sin. I don't know if you've ever uh, been on an airplane. And uh, I remember... Um, I used to be an evangelist, and we would go to multiple cities in, in the United States. And I remember one particular time, there was a flight from Alabama, where we were at, all the way to Seattle. And we got to Seattle. The winds got worse. The pilot got on the, on the thing. It was like, we're about to land. It's going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a weird announcement. And all of a sudden, turbulence started hitting. And, and what, was, what, what, what was interesting in my life 
is I find all the time, loved it. And then I would start to have nightmares of planes crashing in my dreams. And I would wake up and I'm on the plane. How convenient is that, right? And so I remember um, being on the flight and all of a sudden, I mean, the plane is, I mean, when you know how there's normally turbulence? It's not a ripple turbulence. I mean, it is like a roller coaster turbulence. And, and all of a sudden the plane starts shaking, the wings are going like this, and people are screaming and, and kind of go, oh, and they're responding to every up and down. And I'm just sitting there going, okay, I'm a Christian. God, I'm a man of God, I'm a man of God, I'm a Christian, I'm a man of God. You know, and I remember my palms are sweaty. I prayed that, I, and, and I'm as a Christ follower, but I was still praying the Christian prayer. How I many know the Christian prayer, right? Like you know you're saved, but you pray just in case. How I many know I'm talking about it? Where you're like, Lord, just in case. Forgive me. I know I took two peanuts instead of one. Forgive me, Lord. Like we good? How I many know I'm talking about, right? I pray that even before I see a prophet, Lord Jesus, forgive me. And I pray the fist in case prayer, my palms are sweaty, and I thought, this is it. This is it. Lord, if you want me to go through, this is it. That's okay. I know I'm getting crazy. And I'm de- hey. A city of, okay, I was curving, my friend. And so I remember my palms are all sweaty, and I'm going, oh, what's going on here? And I remember all of a sudden Jesus said, he said, fix your eyes on me. He spoke to me in the plane. Fix your eyes on me. And, I, and, and can I be real? I was literally like, kind of hard. Like I, I was like, if I see a light at the end of the tunnel, I'm going somewhere else. I'm still young. I got to get married, you know, like I need to get in ministry, you know. And I remember also he said, fix your eyes on me. So I'm like, Lord, I'm trying. I'm scared. My palms are sweaty. And I never forget, he said, look at the flight attendant. That's what he told me. After I said, no. He said, he said look at the flight attendant. And I looked at the flight attendants, and they are literally going, it's okay. Right? They're like, it's okay. You got, you got anything? I mean, they're just... And how many know they hold on to that, that cubby, right? And they're all, it's okay. It's all right. And I was like, if they're okay, and that look weird, that look strange. That's why I wear a suit today to look respectable. And and I, and I remember looking at them, and lo and behold, we we landed. It went boom on the runway, but we made it. Everyone cheered, right? I should have got up. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but I was the one that was like, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. But man, I had an epiphany this week as a, as a church, as your pastor, as Avenue Church, as Christ followers, we're going to be consistent because my God is constant. We're going to be flight attendants. When the world is going crazy, we're going to go, it's okay. God is all right. When the world is going nuts and they're going up and down, we're going, my, I serve a kingdom that cannot be shaken. When it's going crazy and we're going, it's okay. Now, I'm not saying we're going to fake it till we make it, right? Like, I don't know. But we already left a season that was very uncertain. I never want to go into another season with uncertainty. Because I serve a God who is constant. I serve God who is consistent. And so if we are consistent... I believe we're showing our, our, our city and our community, our friends and our family, 
that God is constant. That he doesn't change his mind. He doesn't lie. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. That he'll save us the moment we say, Lord, come into my heart. He doesn't care about your past. He cares about your present. He cares about exactly where you are right here and right now. Man, our church, we're going to be a consistent church. But consistently, we're going to be here every Sunday in Jesus' name. Consistently, we're going to love our city. Consistently, we're going to go outside these walls and we're going to make a difference consistently every single week. Consistently, we're going to do our best to raise our children. Consistently, we're going to say, as for me and my house, we serve the Lord. Consistently, we say we make mistakes and we go up and down. But I'm here to tell you it's going to be ripple. It's going to be ripples. This could be ripples. Because it's never, it's never a flat line. I wish it was. Like, boo, God is good all the time. We do have ups and we do have downs. But if Jesus is my constant, I want to be the flight attendant of this generation. I want to say, yeah, it's bumpy. You better buckle up. But we're going to make it. Yeah, it's wild. But would you like some water? Yeah, it's crazy. But we are still here. We're not going to quit. We're not going to give up. For in due season, we will reap a harvest. In Jesus' name. Now, instead of roller coasters, we have ripples. But how many know if you ever throw a rock in the river, there's a ripple effect? And there's something that happens in the middle of the ocean. If a ripple occurs, that ripple eventually begins to grow and grow, becomes a wave. That wave can become a tidal wave. It becomes a great movement. And I want to end my sermon right here. I want to be honest with you. I want to be like, Jesus is on the throne. You know what I mean? Like, he's constant. And the worst team comes out. But there's something about a ripple effect. Amen. I think, this, I think the Holy Spirit's on to something. I think we should do a part two next week. Are you guys cool with like a part two? Part two next week? I feel like talking about consistent Christianity. See, they're so excited they're leaving. No, I'm joking. That's worship team. That's worship team. But I, I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to take a moment, and we're going to get into a, a relationship series in the next two weeks then. In the relationship series, we're going to talk about marriage, dating, all that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, right? But I want to do a part two next week called Consistent Christianity. How do we live in this? How do we live consistently? How do we not be shaken and moved by every wind of doctrine tossed to and fro? Maybe we'll call it dizzy. We're having a creative meeting right now, huh? Dizzy Christianity, I don't know. But I want to end my sermon right here and just say, ripples, let's go. But I remember Ephesians chapter 4, and I, I can't get away from the Bible. I never want to preach my opinions. I never want to move people. I let God's word move people. And so Ephesians 4, how I many you know this? And even our production team was like, you missed something up here, but just a moment. It says, verse 14, so we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning and craftiness and deceitful schemes. And you know what it says in the very, uh, in verses 11 all the way down to 13? It says, and he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for, the for building up the body of Christ. Friends, I didn't put this in here. I didn't say we're going to be consistent Christians. And I say we need prophets and teachers and evangelists and pastors. Okay, let's, 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 let's leave this one. Let's go to First Peter, right? How many remember First Peter in this message? First Peter was the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled, right? Don't be this. We're going to be the flight attendant. Man, I have self-control. Man, I, 
I have self-control. I'm standing on God's word. I'm sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving each other. We're the flight attendants of this generation. We're the flight attendants of this generation. But then in verse 9, so hospitality in one another without grumbling. And then it continues to say this in verse 10. And each has received a gift. Use it to serve one another. Friends, I didn't put this in here. But our, our, and dare I say, our culture is going, Pastor, no! I want to be consistent. But I just want to come, and I just want to leave. No, don't! That's, you're manipulating me. But I can't help it. It's God's, blame God's word. As each one of us has a gift. There's a correlation between consistency and serving. That consistent ripples leads to impact. It leads to impact. It leads to impact. Colossians chapter 3, it says, if you've been raised with Christ, seek things that are above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above and not things that are on earth. When we seek Christ and we set our minds on Christ and we say, Jesus, I want to be consistent, that ripple will only lead to a ripple effect when we begin to use what Christ put inside of us to consistently serve this generation, to consistently to make a difference. I think I have a blank slide. Let's go two. One, let's go one. Because purpose, back up, purpose leads from vision. Purpose leads from vision. If I say, God, I want to make a difference for your name and for your glory, and we go out there, you're going to be tossed to and fro. You're going to get dizzy. And I want you to experiment and try things as far as serving goes, but we cannot afford to experiment and try things as culture goes because purpose leads from vision. I don't know if you've ever been to In-N-Out. In-N-Out used to drive me crazy. I go to In-N-Out, and I'm like, like for, for, I mean, people be in line. I'm like, I'm like, dude, there's only three options. Cheeseburger, hamburger. What's the other one? Double, double, double. Excuse me. You know, double, double. My pastor Lindsay just great. Double, double. You know. And those are the three options at In-N-Out. But did you know there's a secret menu at In-N-Out? Yeah, of course, you're Christians. I'm sorry. And you walk up there and you go, hey, I want a, I want a double, double with animal style. Right? Or you could be like, I want six hamburger patties. You can do whatever you want, apparently, in and out. I want animal style fries. That's where they put all this stuff together and onions. I want, I want, I do this here. I go, I want a cheeseburger, but protein style. No bun. They put a lettuce wrap in there, but put peppers in there. I want the hot stuff in there. I want some spice in my life. You know, like. And there's a secret menu, but they don't have it on display. I think sometimes people go to Avenue Church, they go, they just want me to serve. They just want me to give, and they just want me to go. We have a secret menu in Avenue. So if you go to Connect one day, here's the secret menu. First one is, it's salvation. That's the secret menu. That is for you to take a step towards Jesus. Then, then it's water baptisms. We want, we, want, we want you to get water baptized. We've already had, what, 50-some people get water baptized in this, in this season. But then number, then number three is called Avenue Church, your home. You know what we want to do? We want to make any, we don't want to be an obstacle between you and your relationship with Jesus. But you can kick the tires until you get here. And go, I kind of like this church. This church is okay. 
Is this church, people tell me this all the time, is this church too good to be true? Because I think they are. I think they're fake. They're, they're going to do something. And we have amazing people, hundreds and hundreds of people I call Avenue Church Home. But then it's discipleship groups, emotionally healthy. Man, discipleship groups such as Rooted uh, taking place. We have, we, have, we have Bible studies that we're going to take you deeper in your relationship with Jesus. Then we have small groups, which is free market. We, all the different things. Free market is whatever you enjoy, go do it together. If it's basketball, go play basketball together. It's a small group. Then it's join the A-team. Then it's get involved. Man, then it's use your gifts. Then it's outreach. Man, it's the, uh, Faith and her son, pop-up market every, uh, on Saturdays. I even put here, volunteer job opportunities. That as we grow, we have major needs in our church. You can go to avenuechurch.cc forward slash jobs. Because we have things that, that we believe that we want to provide an opportunity for your gift to shine. We never fill positions. We will always place your gift. You will always place your gift. But there's a ripple effect that takes place. But you know what the remedy is? I think you took it out already, huh? You know, the remedy for roller coaster living is connect one day. Go back, find it. It's in there somewhere, right? Connect one day. It's connect one day. And because of God's word, I unapologetically tell you, if you're not serving, go check it out. Go to Connect One Day. It's happening after this service. Pastor Lindsay's teaching. I'll be in there as well. It's in our Connect One Day room, which is next to the nursery. And my and, and, and can you guys help me out? Let's pack it out. Can we pack it out? Is that all right? Can we pack it out? Because if you're tired of this, and we say, I want to have some consistency in my life, according to God's word, it's serving God and it's serving people. It's serving God and it's serving people. The more I get into lives of people, the less my eyes are off my problems, my, my things. And I go, wow, God is doing a miracle in people's lives. There's a man in our city he has a magic show. His name's Penn, and his partner is uh, Teller, right? Penn and Teller. And he's an atheist. And I wanted to pull this old quote out because I believe as our church is consistent. We're consistent. We consistently love people. We consistently love our city. We're going to see ripple effects. And you know what I like about ripple effects? Ripple effects aren't roller coaster. Sometimes as great as a, as a movement is, Sometimes it dies just as fast as it grew. At Avenue Church, we are going to consistently love this city, consistently love our neighbors, consistently love one another. We're going to consistently see ripples become a ripple effect. But Penn says this, and he's an atheist. And he said, I've always said that I don't respect people who don't evangelize. I don't respect that at all. If you believe there's a heaven and hell, and people could be going to hell and not getting eternal life, you think that's not really worth telling them because it would be socially awkward? He says, atheists who think people shouldn't evangelize and who say, just leave me alone and keep your religion to yourself, how much do you have to hate somebody not to evangelize? How much do you have to hate somebody to believe that everlasting life is possible and not tell them that. And he says this right here. I mean, if I believe beyond the shadow of a doubt 
that a truck was coming at you and you didn't believe that a truck was bearing down on you, there is a certain point where I tackle you and this is more important than that. This is more important than that. Will you stand with me, please? I'm going to read one more scripture. And I shared a number at the beginning, and I want you to know we are not, although we're competitive, we always have integrity in what we do. But I'm so thrilled that 468 people, 468 people gave their lives to Jesus. I'm so grateful. Remember, we don't count hands. We don't go da 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 50. We count the cards. People that say, give my life or we recommitted my life. But Ephesians chapter 2, it says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. How I many know the life of Peter? Peter had a roller coaster life. Peter was saying, Lord, if it's you, tell me to walk on water. He walks on water. All of a sudden, he sees the waves tossed to and fro. He begins to sink because of doubt. How many know when Jesus was arrested and betrayed at the Garden of Gethsemane? Peter, my man, he was the one that pulled a, a sword out, cut one of the guards' ear off. Do you know what that is right there? I mean, that is passion. I like a little bit of Peter's in my life. But you know what Peter, uh, Jesus goes, Peter, and he heals the guy's ear. And the guy's like, you heal my ear. And then he's like, I'm still arresting you. It's, it's, a, it's a wild ride, friends. Uh, Jesus was going to be betrayed three different times. People said, aren't you a disciple? Aren't you a Christian? And the third time, Peter cursed. and said, no, and he denied Christ in a rooster crow. Peter went away broken in shame. And because of this, he went back to all that he knew. Some of us were addicted to the ride. And he went back to fishing. But when he was fishing, three days later, Jesus resurrected. And Jesus was on the shore. And Peter saw him and said, if it's you. And he got out, swam to Jesus. And Jesus didn't say, what's your deal? Why'd you disown me? Why'd you do it? Why'd you, why'd you deny me? Three times, Peter, I told you you'd do it. Why'd you do it? I told you you're going to do it, and you did it anyways. Jesus' answer was, do you love me? Peter said, of course I love you. Yes. He said, feed my sheep. He said, do you love me? Yes, Jesus, I love you. I told you already once already. He said, feed my sheep. And he said, do you love me, Peter? Peter said, absolutely. I'm so sick of this. And Jesus said, do you love me? He said, feed my sheep. Serve my sheep. Man, we're going to consistently serve God and serve God's people. We're going to consistently love and serve people because Jesus is constant. With every head out of eye closed, I just want to pray with you today. And I asked our worship team to sing this song because all I want to do today is celebrate the faithfulness of God. He has been so faithful. And for many in this room, I want to take it a step further. Maybe you're in this room and you're saying, God has not been faithful. It has been, it has been just a, a, the worst journey. I, 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 I'm filling the blank. I want you to prophesy as we sing this song today to say, you will be faithful. My future, God, you're going to be faithful today and tomorrow. But in all reality, you've been, you've always been 
faithful. With every head of eye closed, if you're here today, and you say, Jer uh, Jeremy, I want to give my life to Jesus. I won't embarrass you. I won't single you out. But just put a hand up. Put it right back down. That's all I want you to do. Put a hand up. Yep. Anyone else? Yep. Yep. Anyone else? Put a hand up. Put it right back down. It's a couple hands today. Come on. Let's all praise prayer. Say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. So I repent of my sins. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, the best way I know how. I'm going to consistently and constantly seek you, place my eyes on you, to give you my attention. For you're the author and the perfecter of my faith. So Jesus, the best way to know how, I'm going to live for you. Because I now know who I am. I am saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God.